Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Besides rare finds, secret shows, whether it's a must-see concert or a must-have coin, curious types crave interesting experiences. Bittrex is a cryptocurrency exchange empowering traders to feed their curiosity. With more than 100 tokens and unparalleled security, Bittrex offers a platform for next big thing discoverers to dive in. Get ready to trade beyond the trend. Discover more at bittrex.com. Trading involves significant risk of loss and is not suitable for all individuals. Carefully consider your level of experience and risk before trading. At Dunkin', we're getting ready for sunnier days with our Sunrise Batch Iced Coffee. A bright and balanced iced coffee with notes of cocoa, tangy sweetness, and toasted nuts. Made to brighten every day a little more. Soak in the sunshine a little more. And fill every moment with a little more, more. Because we aren't just chasing sunsets anymore. We're counting sunrises too. Do more with Dunkin' Sunrise Batch Iced Coffee. Brewed for brighter days. Enjoy a medium for $2. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Limited time offer. Welcome to Savvy Business, Life Unscripted, with your host, Christina Rivera, where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips, empowering our audience to expand their personal potential. Hi, Carol Robin. Welcome to Savvy Broadcasting Life Unscripted. I'm so grateful to have you here this evening. How are you? No, I'm great. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. You betcha. You were such a good sport. We're going to have to air you several months out, but you were willing to wait and, and come interview with me. And I'm so grateful because you're going to talk about your book, Connect, Building Exceptional Relationships with Family, Friends, and a Transformative, transformative Guide to Building More Fulfilling Relationships with Colleagues, Friends, Partners, and Family based on the landmark interpersonal dynamics touchy-feely course at Stanford Graduate School of Business. So important because we talked before the interview, how many people think they have connections with people when it's just a one text, a little text here, a little text there. And one guy was telling me, you know what's lost? The, the art of really, really connecting, maybe sending that real thoughtful postcard, that one flower, someone sent me one flower in the mail. Oh my gosh, just so, so sweet. sweet for my birthday. Uh, but you know, something like that, those little things that really make those deeper connections. And it, it doesn't have to be hard. It does not. Uh, and in fact, what what you're talking about is that all the thing, all the little examples you gave mm -hmm. signal, I care. Mm -hmm. I see you. I want to be connected to you. Mm -hmm. It's really, I used to say it's not rocket science. 
And then I did a big thing at NASA and all the, all the, all the scientists and engineers there said, oh God, Carol, this is so much harder than rocket science. <laughs> <laughs> it's harder than rocket science. <laughs> uh, but you know, it sounds obvious and yet there is skill and competency required to really learning how to connect, especially with people that are different than you. It's mm -hmm. easy to connect with people that are just like you and think just like you. Interesting. But, but you know, if we're really going to be successful in business, mm -hmm. we can't afford to only do business with people that are just like us. Yeah. yeah. And that's an interesting point, Carol. I recall uh, there were times I've done business with people who were just really difficult to work with doing advertisements or whatever. And, you know, I guess, like you say, when people think like you, you get them and you both get each other and it's easy breezy, but there'll be times where they don't think like you, they, you might see them as difficult, but you have a job to do. So how do you get it done and do it in a way that you come out with amicable terms and serve them the best you possibly can. And that's having that skill you talk about. Um, why, but I want to get from you, what is your perspective on why it's kind of been harder, it seems in modern times to really build a deeper connection? Well, I think there's a number of things that have conspired even pre COVID. Huh. Uh, I mean, obviously COVID, <laughs> we can go back to that. Uh, or maybe we'll start with that. COVID has actually resulted in people foregrounding task even more and backgrounding relationship. It's like, oh my God, I'm already exhausted. I've already spent, you know, God knows how many hours on Zoom. The last thing, we've got all this work we've got to transact. The last thing in the world I want to do is spend more time asking you, how are your kids and what's going on and whatever happened with your mom and her broken hip. So it's like, let's just get the work done. So we become even more and more detached, less connected wow. as a result of that. But even before COVID, mm -hmm. um, I think that social media has actually hurt, mm. not helped. Because by the way, having, as we say in the book, having hundreds of, of friends on Facebook yeah. and putting, and putting a picture of yourself, you know, at that, at dinner with your spouse all smiling yeah does that really tell people what's going on maybe that's the dinner where you decided you weren't going to have kids after all mm -hmm. maybe that's the dinner where you decided maybe you needed to change your job wouldn't that be a much more meaningful thing to tell somebody who's your friend yeah but a facebook friend you're not gonna most people aren't gonna post that on facebook yeah and wait go yeah I just felt something like, you know, I think what it is, is social media has become the place where you shine, where you only tell the good stuff. And, and then I, I've even gotten pictures. Oh man, she's just doing so awesome. I wish my life was that good. And it's all an illusion. It's all, it's only the good stuff. Absolutely. And in fact, it's disconnecting. Mm -hmm. So if I had a dollar for every time, one of the co the founders that I work, I work with a lot of Silicon Valley founders and CEOs, mm -hmm. if I had a dollar for every time I've heard them say how they're crushing it, when just under the surface, they are worried. They don't really feel comfortable asking for any help. Mm -hmm. They can't really say that they're struggling. I mean, they get trapped by this image of crushing it, just like you were just talking about on Facebook. Yeah. And then they just feel even more and more isolated yeah. and unhappy and disconnected. Interesting. Do you recall, Carol, when the whole social media thing started? I think it started more with blogging, the written blog like WordPress, because 
Oh my gosh, maybe 15, 16 years ago, I started a blog called 101 Mistakes and What I Learned in Business. You know, I, yeah. I was in corporate America at the time. Yeah. And I was literally going through different things I was learning in the office life where I'd screw up on this, but oh, I learned this lesson. And it was from a self-help book I was doing, but it helped me kind of rewrite things in my head like okay this was a bad thing but hey this is what i learned from it right and it took off people were like when is the book coming out and it actually came out last year uh, it took a, a many years but it finally came out but the bottom line was when it when i first started posting the blog people loved it but at the same time they're like how could you possibly put your mistakes out there why do people not like to show the not good side of themselves what are they scared about well let's start with you know fear sometimes is an acronym for false expectations appearing real. Mm -hmm. So one of the things we're afraid of is being judged. Mm. We're, we're, and, and we're also afraid of being seen as weak if we're vulnerable. Mm -hmm. But let's think about this for a moment. Do you really want to work for somebody who's never vulnerable? Do you really mm -hmm. want to work for somebody who never admits a mistake, mm -hmm. who never asks for help? And by the way, if you show up that way as a leader, how are you going to expect other people to admit mistakes and ask for help? Yeah. So we, we end up with what we call these mental models, these mm. beliefs and assumptions about how we need to show up in order to be seen leaderly. And then it turns out that those mental models don't always serve us. I, let me give you a great example, personal example. In 1975, I went to work for uh, a very large industrial automation company, probably the largest in the world. I was the first woman hired into a non-clerical job at this company. And I'm old, but you know, the dinosaurs weren't roaming the earth, but anyway. <laughs> um, and here's what I learned right away. Whatever you do, no, no place for feelings, no place for feelings in the workplace. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm a reasonably quick, quick learner. And that lesson served me initially mm -hmm. uh, in that people experienced me as being tough and getting the job done and skilled and hardworking. And I kept getting promoted. Now, fast forward Christine, to 10 years. Mm -hmm. Now I'm running a, a you know, 500 million, uh, $50 million business. In those days, that was big money. Mm -hmm. And I'm at an offsite with my team and I get kind of excited. And, I get crickets. I'm like, hey, you know, if we all pulled together, we could do this. It'd be really cool. Nothing. No reaction. I get a little more excited. Then finally, I'm, I'm, I'm really worked up. And one of, my, one of the guys that works for me leans in and he says, Carol, is that like water in the corner of your eye? And he says, oh, my God, are you going to cry? Huh? But, then, but then he said, are you really human after all? Oh, my. And that's when I burst out crying. And I said, you don't think I'm effing human? Wow. I don't think there's anything more important for us to talk about than that. And I tore up our agenda and we spent the next two days talking about who we were, what mattered to us, wow. what we needed from each other, what we were hoping to create together. That's when we became a team. That's when I became a leader. Wow. And so I had overlearned a lesson. The leave your feelings in the parking lot by then was leaving the most important half of me in the parking lot. Mm. And had I burst out crying two weeks into the job, I would have probably never ended up managing a $50 million region. Mm. 
Had I burst out crying two months after starting with a new group, maybe not appropriate. But what happens is we overlearn. It's like Mark Twain said, a cat doesn't sit on a hot stove twice, but it never sits on a cold stove again either. So as leaders, we have to continuously update our beliefs and assumptions mm. by testing whether or not they still serve us. And one of them is I've got to appear invincible, not vulnerable. In the book, we talk a lot about a concept called appropriate authenticity in business. Mm -hmm. Really in in. in it, not just in business, but especially in business, which is not like, let me just bleh, TMI tell you everything. <laughs> yeah. But it is creating, uh, being disclosing enough for you to know me at a, at a level beneath the presented image. And that actually is likely to bring you closer to me. Mm. It's likely to make me more influential. Yeah. And, uh, and is going to build a better relationship. Yeah. Yeah, I totally, totally can see that. Carol, you know what this got me going? You, you had mentioned how much Zoom has kind of over-Zoomed people. And they're yeah. like, I don't want to talk to anyone anymore. Yeah. I don't want to yeah. connect. <laughs> um, but on the other hand, some of my business associates that I deal with, what we did this past Christmas is we got together just for some business meetings in the early evening. And uh, one guy had a fireplace going in the background. I said, oh, show me what you got going on. He's taking his laptop, showing me his house and all the other associates. And, it, and then, oh, well, let me show you my Christmas tree says another and uh, then we're sitting there with hot chocolate and it almost felt like we were an off-site you know just chilling by some ski resort having hot chocolate and connecting as people exactly and it was kind of it, it wasn't planned but i was like we need to do more of this more of this okay uh next on the agenda uh exactly <laughs> and, in, and in fact you're pointing out something really interesting and important which is leaders have to be more deliberate in creating that kind of thing. So some of the CEOs that I that have been through our Leaders in Tech program, and by the way, Leaders in Tech is really just an outgrowth of the course touchy-feely that the whole book is yeah. uh, based on. Um, but in Leaders in Tech, we have, a, we have a, a norm where when we meet as a group, we start with something called, if you really knew me. Hmm. If you really knew me, dot, dot, dot. And each person has a minute and a half to just say. So, if I were to model that right now, mm -hmm. if you really knew me, you would know that I have a brand new grandson. Now that doesn't feel terribly risky for me to say. No. But if you really knew me, if I wanted to take a little bit of a risk in service of you knowing me a little bit better, mm -hmm. I would say that's a really good thing for the people in my life because it gives me a chance to spread my obsessive compulsive neuroses across two things I care a lot about, my grandson and my book. <laughs> now you know me a little bit better. Yeah. And I've taken a little risk, but you see a lot of people are think it's a, it's a switch and it's a knob. Mm -hmm. So yes, disclosure is risky. I'm not going to deny that. But one of the things we talk about in the book is this idea of a 15% zone. Interesting. Risk, there's your safety zone. You don't think twice about saying that. Mm -hmm. There's your danger zone. In a million years, you would never say that. Yeah. But there's this zone in the middle called the zone of learning. And my students used to say, but Carol, the minute I get out outside of my safety zone, how do I know I'm in the learning zone and haven't ended up in the danger zone? And that's where we came up with the 15% rule. Think about just stepping a little bit outside your comfort zone. You'll know. You'll feel it. Yeah. Trust me. You'll feel it. Right. Okay. You'll feel it. 
to some people, they are so used to being in the comfort zone that even a teeny bit will feel uncomfortable. And then you're like, right. Okay, and that's, that's fine. Just a little bit is fine because you know what happens once you do that and mm. you don't have a massive, terrible outcome, mm. your comfort zone becomes a little bigger. And then you can expand 15% beyond that. Mm. That's how we learn and grow. And, you know, that's why I, I don't know if this is relevant to anybody in Texas, but that's why in California, when you learn to ski, yeah. they don't put you on a double black diamond slope to start. That's like the most difficult mountain. But they also don't leave you on the bunny slope where there's like this little tiny gradual thing because you never become a better skier. Mm. They, 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 they take you up the level of difficulty a little bit at a time. Mm. So the same concept applies. I mean that the 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 three the three zones of comfort and yeah. learning come from educational research. Yeah, and, and this makes so much sense because you know um, my my um my husband's a pilot and he would say as he was training he would go and do go out and do one thing we're going to do one thing a little different to exactly just a teeny bit and you keep doing it it compounds and now you get more and more uncomfortable but before you know it hey i'm a master at whatever it is you're right. trying to accomplish right. but here what i love about the connection is that little impromptu chocolate hot chocolate night um turned out to you know really get to know these associates as really pe real people and really cool people. And we all came out feeling a lot better and building, as we're talking about today, those more real, true connections that you want to build with associates and friends and colleagues. Totally. So that, you know, not only do you help grow in business, but it just makes your life a lot more dynamic and better. Well, richer, more richer. meaningful, right? Mm -hmm. Every interaction with another human being is a potential for learning and for growth. Yeah for yourself and for them and for you together. I mean, think of, I can't think of anything more exciting. Yes, I'm a teacher, but wow, what a cool thing to do to live your life looking for opportunities for more connection and deeper, richer, a deeper, richer, more meaningful life. Yeah. Now my hunch is that when you all sat around and had hot chocolate with a virtual fireplace in the background, <laughs> the stuff you talked about was different. Was different. Mm -hmm. And that's also what's gotten lost in Zoom era. Mm. Yeah. And we're back to, we're into the business and the agenda and the task. Absolutely. It, it's so true. We get stuck in the, the every humdrum. And even when you have the same old meetings, it's like, okay, so what's up with a la, 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 la. And then we're just like. <sighs> yeah. 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 And I think that's what's giving people. I don't know what they call it, like Zoom freeze, like, you know, like, oh my gosh, too much Zoom. It's not because of it's too much screen time per se, because people were probably doing this before, you know, the COVID thing happened anyway. It's really because they're not meaningful. And what you're talking about is bringing meaningful, meaningfulness back to relationships. How can people get a copy of Connect, Connect and Building Exceptional Relationships with Family, Friends, and Colleagues? How can they do that? Well, uh, it's, a, it's available on Amazon. Mm -hmm. uh, it's available both in uh, written form as a, as a textbook, as well, it's not a textbook, as a book, a hardcover. That's probably a better word. In fact, we very deliberately tried to stay away from making it academic. It, you know, you learn the lessons by following what, what's happened to five different relationships mm -hmm. uh, and how, they've, how they have deepened their relationships. A guy and a woman at work, two girlfriends that have been friends since college, some buddies, a married couple. Mm -hmm. So... Um, 
you can you can get it at Amazon. If you don't, you can and you can of course get it hardcover. Um, it's narrated by David Bradford, my co-author, and me, mm-hmm. or on Kindle. Wow. You can go to our website called connectandrelate.com. It's not the name of the book, but that's the name of the website, connectandrelate.com. And there you get a lot of options on ordering it if you don't like Amazon. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, but also there is a downloadable free PDF hmm. where you can look, do a self-assessment on how good are you at this. You can give it to your friends and say, hey, this is how I see me. Is that how you see me? Oh, I love you that. Can, you can download a free guide on how to bring together some friends or colleagues and read the book together and get the most out of the book together. Mm, I'm seeing uh, this is a great thing to bring to future meetings. Yes. And I've got a number of clients who've actually given one to each of their team members and they're actually working through the book together. Mm. And honestly, I know this isn't going to air for a couple months, but yeah. this whole coming back to the hybrid and who's going to still be there and not, it, we have never needed these skills and tools more. Yeah, never. You're and, right. And, and the last thing that I'll say that's really important is that as we start to find our way back, mm-hmm. we will do things that will bother others. Hmm. And, it, you know, like I'll do something that's annoying, not deliberately. Yeah. But the more you're armed with ways to tell me uh-huh. that that's annoying in a way that doesn't doesn't harm our relationship, but actually strengthens it because uh-huh. you care enough, Yeah, the better off we're going to be. So it's not just about reciprocal disclosure and, mm. and connection through that. It's also about caring enough about each other to say, you know, that's the third time you've interrupted me and I'm feeling annoyed. And I really, I want you to know that because I don't want to be annoyed. And I'm wondering whether there's something I'm doing that's making it hard to wait till I've finished. Mm. but people don't know how to even do that. Instead, they're like, damn it. I had another meeting with her and she interrupted me 70 times. And I'm telling someone else that. Yeah. you're. I'm not even giving you an an opportunity to know that I'm annoyed with you and do Uh anything about it. Ah, so will this coming back together, you think bring more annoyance because people have been so frustrated or, Oh, so that's what it is pretty much. Well, I will say that the more it's annoyances are inevitable. (laughs) They're, they're unavoidable when we're interacting with each other. They've probably been avoid been annoyed on Zoom too. Mm-hmm. And I think they have an even harder time naming any of that on Zoom. Yeah. But I think we, we have such a big opportunity for a reset in the way we're engaging with each other after the year and a half we've all lived through in this country. Yeah, in the world. Like, wow, <laughs> well, in, in the world and especially in this country. And yeah. wow. What would it be like if we were all armed with the capacity to build more connection across Mm. differences, especially to get curious about each other, to suspend judgment of each other, to really learn how to connect? I think we would have a different world. We'd certainly have healthier, more robust families and schools and teams and organizations, maybe even a government. Oh, yay, we can hope. Here I say. You know, you're, you're so right about that. Cause one thing I got from, especially a lot of my single friends, see, I have a family, but if you were single and maybe on lockdown, it's been even more tremendously hard, um, to really connect with people because like I said, a FaceTime is nothing compared to being able to touch and be with someone physically. 
So uh, this connection and relating has never been more important. So everyone, please go to connectandrelate.com immediately. Get a copy of Connect so you can build those deep, meaningful relationships and we can all come together uh, and, and, as you said, a reset for better connections in uh, 2021 and onward. So uh, I just have to thank you again, Carol. It's been a fabulous chat today on Savvy Broadcasting. Thank you so much. Thank you and good luck to you. Thank you, you too. Like, subscribe and share this episode. To listen to more Savvy episodes and Savvy Biz Tips, go to www.lifeunscriptedradio.com. To find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest, email Christina at lifeunscriptedradio.com. Why choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Number? Because our Sleep Number 360 smart bed is really smart. It senses your movement and automatically adjusts to help keep you both comfortable. Plus, it's temperature balancing so you stay cool. It's even smart enough to know exactly how long, how well, and when you slept. And to help you get almost 30 minutes more restful sleep per night. Sleep Number takes care of the science. All you have to do is sleep. Save $1,000 on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed Queen now only $19.99. Plus free premium home delivery when you add a base. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Why choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Number? Because our Sleep Number 360 smart bed is really smart. It senses your movement and automatically adjusts to help keep you both comfortable. Plus, it's temperature balancing so you stay cool. It's even smart enough to know exactly how long, how well, and when you slept. And to help you get almost 30 minutes more restful sleep per night. Sleep Number takes care of the science. All you have to do is sleep. Save $1,000 on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed Queen now only $19.99. Plus free premium home delivery when you add a base. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. 